You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Uh, let's get into the results of Etal Tile that showed that people are not renovating their houses as much as they did anymore, especially throughout the uh, pandemic. And those that are still renovating are choosing to add a different kind of feature to their home, like solar rooftops to avoid load shedding as opposed to adding new tiles or bathroom wear. So Ital Tile releasing its results for the six months to December today, showing that uh, profits, headline earnings per share dropped by 6%. You'll know that Ital Tile owns CTM and Top T as well as Ulite. And I spoke to the CFO of the company, Brandon Wood. I asked whether load shedding was hitting the business on all fronts. Let's listen to what he had to say. No, absolutely. So for sure, customers are looking at the alternatives to Eskom and the grid. Um, you know, and it's really the case of installing power as opposed to renovating a patio or a, bath, a bathroom. That's that's for sure. Is, is an element of that. So so yes, that's hitting the top line. But also, you know, load shedding impacts on on sentiment. So people hold back on investing. Our stores are very often death in destination locations. So when the power's out and uh, you know it's gridlock traffic around our stores, that also discourages people from travelling and coming to our stores. So. So, so absolutely, top line, it's, it does have an impact on us in, in, a various, uh, in various ways. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, slowdown in renovations activity that uh, we saw in the pandemic, we, we have been seeing it for some time, but I'm wondering whether you are seeing an uh, end in sight to the decline in renovations activity, or do you reckon that does hinge on how long load shedding stays around for? Look, I think uh, load shedding has a part to play. But I think it's more a case of, of other market dynamics that are more important, just really the extent of disposable income that's available. For sure, uh, you know, the market is, is not shrinking if we look at the amount of tiles that are coming into the country from an import perspective and the like. So I think the overall market is, is holding steady for now. Um, but you know, where we've been impacted is, is uh, from a market share perspective. You know, our, our business is quite cyclical, and when times are good, you have a lot of opportunistic traders that come into the market, and really they snap at our heels and they, they eat away at market share. But as, as times get tougher, they start to dissipate. They start to you know exit the market. So it's not it's not unexpected uh, the increased competition. There's also a massive overstock position in the industry. Everyone's having to liquidate and, and get cash flows going. But you know, our view is that uh, for the for the short term, at least, it's it's going to be a very difficult trading environment. Uh, you know, there's still longer term um, good prospects in our industry. Um, urbanisation that's happening, infrastructure spend that will eventually come, etc. So uh, even if you look at, at metrics like tile consumption per capita, we really lag the rest of the world. Uh, in fact, uh, South Africa and the rest of Africa. So there's there's plenty of opportunity in our in our market category. Um, and for us, we're dominant in tiles, and we think uh, we can do a much better job in bathroom wear and improve our, our share of the market when it comes to sanitary wear, brass wear, etc. So, so definitely for us, there's more, there's more opportunities, and it's a case of taking market share as opposed to relying on the market grain. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's stagnate, stagnating uh, really too badly. Sure. The uh, imported tiles, the increase in imported tiles that you're talking about, I mean, is mm. this above uh, normal activity for imports that you're seeing? And if so, I mean, where are they coming from? Okay, so what has changed uh, quite a bit over the last couple of years is there's tile manufacturers, Chinese tile manufacturers in Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Tanzania. And uh, as they've as they've vetted down their, their manufacturing and, and have, I guess, I, to a certain extent, 
uh, explored all customer avenues in country. They're, they're obviously looking at the export markets, and South Africa is, is clearly a, a key export market for them. So we, we are seeing these uh, uh, other African factories' products coming to South Africa. They are, though, you know, I guess limited in their range in that, uh, you know, it's, uh, products like porcelain, polished porcelain products that we don't manufacture that are coming in and are actually substitutes for, for Indian and Chinese product. And then some of the some of the cheaper, smaller format ceramic tiles. So it's not a full offering, but but definitely the tiles are coming into the into the country, and it was always to be expected. Then with with the shipping costs coming down out of the east, uh, India and and China, um, and with those markets themselves looking for for customer base with demand globally coming off, uh, you know their, their their tiles are starting to find their way find find their ways uh, back into South Africa. Um, there's quite a few wholesalers that that. Uh, import out of India and China and now out of Africa um, that have got an established presence now in Durban and as well as uh, in Joburg and some places like Polokwane. Mm-hmm. Is this fair competition or is this something that your industry is looking for protection for from the government? Look, I think with the RAND sitting where it is at the moment, and I think today we breached 18 RAND again, yeah. um, just, just by uh, virtue of, of the weak RAND, there's still some, I guess, uh, protection uh, against imports. I mean, the imported product obviously becomes more expensive. Most of it is dollar-based. In fact, even the product coming out of uh, Africa, other, other African entities, is, is dollar-based. So, so we have a bit of a rand hedge in place there. Um, but you know, we haven't really, uh, I guess, uh, approached the relevant departments to look for protection. Um, you know, there's 70 odd million square meters of tiles that are consumed in South Africa every year, and ceramic industries in our subsidiary supplies nearly 40 million of that. So, so it's, it's very dominant, and you know, I think we can rely on our own abilities to compete effectively without those those protections. Uh, there is already some some duties on on uh, imported Chinese product, uh, but nothing to really make a, a significant impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brennan, the uh, group managed to increase uh, its turnover in the period, um, albeit by uh, three uh, percent, but it is growth. So I'd like to understand the consumers that continue to come uh, and shop throughout your entire stores, how are those consumers showing up? I mean, are these consumers showing up with a whole lot of cash and uh, in a position to buy the stuff from you cash? Or are you seeing consumers tilt more towards credit? If you can just describe the buying patterns there. Okay, so so in terms of, of, of really the makeup of, of the tender, uh, you know, it's mostly, I mean, we're a cash and carry, cash and carry business and, and most of our transactions are really cash-based. Where, where, whether or not the customers are financing that on the back end through loans and all the rest, I mean, to be completely honest, we, we don't have visibility on that. We do have credit offerings, and, and all I can tell you is those credit offerings are very, very tiny you know, part of our, our, our basket. Um, and we haven't seen major movements on, you know, we've got third-party uh, credit solutions through via RCS and Capitec and the likes, and uh, there's, no, there's no fireworks there. Um, what we are noticing, though, when it comes to customers, is there is a tendency to, to shop down. Obviously, we we uh, offer a spectrum of goods from from uh, cheaper Chinese products and, and you know not inferior quality, uh, quality but but just cheaper Chinese products up to more um, premium Italian products. You know, I use brassware as an example. So what we've seen is customers are not potentially or not buying those Italian products anymore and moving more towards the cheaper Chinese products. Same on stuff like our adhesives. The more premium adhesives, they're not buying and moving to the cheaper adhesives. So there's definitely a buying down in the basket that's, that's happening. That's, 
that's very clear across the board. Mm-hmm. That uh, suggests that all consumers right now are under pressure in South Africa, the well-to-do as well as the average well, Joe, think, as it were. Yeah, so, 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 yeah so, so I guess I talk more CTM and, um, CTM and top T, um, you know, brands with, with uh, middle-income and lower-income lower, lower income markets. It's, I think it's, it's, it's a bit more difficult to tell on, on the Ital Tile side. I mean, Ital Tile's trading results are not bad at all, um, and I think that's more consumer that's driven by sentiment than, than tough times, to be completely honest. You know, mm-hmm. is it a case of rather taking money offshore instead of investing in your home? Um, you know, obviously you have immigration that's happening. So so for us, you know, Ital Tile plays in a niche market. I think the demand is still there in that market. Um and it's really a sentiment thing when it comes to those type of customers. Mm. You spoke earlier about the um, opportunities uh, for your business in in the period ahead should certain things get done. For instance, the spend on uh, infrastructure and perhaps even if the economy uh, gets going again uh, yeah. with, with the help of a, a lot more light. What then does that mean for your store rollout? Because I also I couldn't help but notice the fact that uh, you didn't add any uh, significant number of new stores in the period. What what does the outlook for your store rollout look like in the period ahead? Yeah, look, I think we still got a fairly robust pipeline of stores uh, to roll out. Um, although although you only saw four stores open in the, in the first six months, uh, potentially we've got another ten that'll open in the next six months. Um, so, so really, you know, delays when it comes to store openings are down to identification of, of the right property, making sure we have the right staff in place, um, you know, development when, we new, when there's new builds. Inevitably, there's, there's always delays on, on, on new builds. So, so, so really, the store rollout is more a fact of, of just a timing perspective as opposed to whether or not we're going to do it. Uh, you know, we still intend to roll out stores. We think there's many markets in South Africa, especially the the semi-urban slash rural markets uh, where we don't have a presence, where you find the likes of cash build, build it, etc. For sure there's a market there. You know, it's a great economy that, that no one really understands very well. Um, but, but we know there's demand. That's where a lot of independents play. So, you know, we, we've got a, uh, a, a list of stores and, uh, you know, we're quite comfortable. The run rate of stores to open is, is quite comfortably five to ten stores a, a year in South Africa. And then uh, outside of South Africa and East Africa in particular, I think there's, again, many uh, opportunities where we can look to open stores. We're going to open a, a new store. In fact, it's really soft trading uh, in Nakuru in Kenya, um, which goes, uh, which follows the cleanup of, of another store there, Fika, this year. And uh, again, uh, plenty of pipeline, plenty of opportunities, plenty of areas we're looking at to, to open stores. It's just uh, the timing that's, that's, that's important. Can All right. we get the property? Can we get the people? Yeah. All right. Oh, we'll then uh, keep on the lookout then for that uh, rollout. But Brendan, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much uh, for your time, Brendan Wood. He's the CFO of Ital Tau. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.